Prepare yourself for invasion. This is Indie Invasion. Wow. What up? What up? Invaders, we're back. 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 Right? Yeah. (laughs) Sweet. Man, it seems like it's been forever. I came downstairs and I was like, oh, yeah, I got to turn off the dehumidifier. (laughs) I almost forgot to turn that off. I know, right? I mean, what's one week? We missed one week. That was my fault. My fault because I was on vacation at the lake. So while I did miss you guys, I really like the lake. <laughs> Although I did get sunburned pretty good, but I'm okay. So, all right, look, we have Clems here and Jim, my man, Jim, the tabletop. What's up, guys? What's, up? Uh, what's happening? Ron, Ron, the man, the myth, the legend. So, hello, everybody. We've got two weeks of hobby stuff to catch yeah. up on. Yeah. So, before uh, the shenanigans begin. Probably, yeah, start the pre shenanigans. Uh, yeah, have, have, here. have some uh, pre pre shenanigans. What do you so what have you been working on lately? And you guys well, in the comments jump in. What have you guys been working on? Yeah, so you you were on vacation. I took I had ended up taking a little bit of time too, just to kind of it's like sometimes you got to do it to re energize yourself. And uh, I know you guys missed us last night, but Aww. last week, but uh. Yeah, I was trying to figure out how to sp- not spend all my money last weekend at a <laughs> comic convention in Chicago. So uh, that's kind of, I mean, I did work a little bit on my Black Sun minis last week. Um, you know, finished doing the base coating on them. Um, I'm trying to decide if I want to do my usual washes with them. Or right. if I just pull that trigger and go get the the Army Painter starter speed paint you know and give it a whirl because on these these kind of miles i'm not too concerned about how they look so they're pretty good i've been messing around with um a black undercoat and then two layers of uh, gray to white dry brush pretty heavy dry brush and then using the uh, oh, almost okay almost like a zenithal highlight except not yeah. really a zenithal highlight and then using the speed paints, and it's got some really cool results. Let's see what's going on here. So, Jim playing solo games. Yeah, I've been, cool. I've seen your videos up there, man. Those are looking good. Um, you guys go check those out. Tabletop engineer, he's posting his videos, solo games. Ron's printing out some dungeon tiles, and let's see. <laughs> Clem says vacation from what? Living the life of a hobby hero. Yeah, I had to go. <laughs> I had to go not hobby for oh, for a week. Um, so yes, I, I did. And Ron's printing, man, I'm telling you, my printer's driving me nuts. Cause I've been, I've been building my Mordheim boards, right? So I'm on yeah. the second tile and my printer, I'm going to push it on the floor. Oh boy. Any second oh now. boy. It'll get about halfway through a print and then it just goes, okay, I'm done. I'm man. done. I don't want to, I don't want to under extrude. I just don't, I don't want to do anything. Yeah, if you um, guys haven't checked it out, I've been posting Max pictures of his work in progress. Uh, he's been posting them on the 
Coastal Con Facebook page, yep. and I've been stealing them and putting them on our page and Instagram, and I'm yeah, I've been spreading it to the world. <laughs> to the world. <laughs> to the world. Yeah, so it's coming along pretty good, but I have a um Clem says, um, you're here for my printer woes. Okay, I might I might hit you up tomorrow, yeah, Todd, about um what it's doing. Like, like I've been printing tokens because we have a Necromunda campaign going on. Old school Necromunda, I might add, 1995. Ron likes and, your boards, by the way. Oh, thanks, Ron. And uh, I appreciate that, sir. And I've been printing tokens, and the tokens have been fine. I don't know why. Hey, there's our coffee drinking buddy, Aldo. No, I was just drinking my coffee, too. There I was waiting for him. Cheers. Um, but, so, well, for me, go ahead. No, no, you go. I was going to say, the biggest thing I did this past, well, over the two weeks was... I discovered my new favorite Etsy store. Oh aside boy, here from, we aside go. Aside from Etsy. the tabletop engineers, because you know Jim's Jim's store is where I got my Christmas decorations. So <laughs> yeah, that's, that's pretty cool too. But so it's War Chest Creations. I got their I got their Facebook page up here, WarChestCreations.com, and you can go to their Facebook page. But I was putting together my Mordheim war band and I used to play chaos dwarfs in Warhammer fantasy battles. So I was like, Oh, you know, they have rules for, for chaos dwarfs. So I'm looking around trying to find them. And I found, so the sculptor is lost kingdoms, but the store is war chest creations, man. The pricing on them was ridiculously good. Kind of hard I, to I, resist. I right. Not. Oh heck yeah, man! The pricing was ridiculously good. the The prints were fantastic, and I got them in a ridiculously short amount of time. I'm gonna hold. On, I'm gonna grab something. Let me show you something. Uh, see, so yeah, Alan, I see Alan's in here. Comic Con was the same weekend as Gen Con, and the one I went to is usually in the in the winter. So it's just a weird scheduling thing. And I was thinking about going to Gen Con to check out all the stuff. I did like seeing your pictures that you were posting because I was like, ooh, what's that? What's that? Yeah, right. Okay, so now we all know how expensive big minis are, right? So you can see how big this dude is. He's big as my hand. Yeah. Chaos Bull Centaur. That, man, that's like an Ogre Kingdoms guy. Right. I mean, it's huge. huge. I mean, you can see how big he is in the palm of my hand, right? Three of them. 22 bucks. That's it? Three of them. That's resin. Yes. Is that resin? That's resin. And no wow. hollow. I mean, it's solid. Three of them were 22 bucks. That doesn't even begin to describe. Hold on. No, nah, that didn't work. I'll get it in a minute. Um, that Man. doesn't even be. Yeah. And like, and I don't know units, if I want to go check this out because it could be do. dangerous. <laughs> yes, it would be. Because that's that's not all he has. Oh, wow. Right, that's what Alan Alan just posted too. That's a that's a sixty dollar model. Yeah, no joke. Man. And three of them were twenty two bucks. I was like, I was like, that can't be right. Wow. It was, and the rest of his the rest of his prices were fantastic too. Um, and <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm thinking, Clem. <laughs> it's like stealing. Now, now to be fair, I don't know. Maybe he already had them printed. You know yeah. what I mean? I don't know. He bulk prints and then he can right. price maybe, it lower. Maybe. maybe. Here, hold on. I got to try to fix my camera. Fix camera. There it goes. You know, is that it? I think it went. 
Yeah, I'll just take my glasses off. How about that? There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. I don't think we have any real young people here. So everybody just take your cheaters off and it'll I'll look it'll it'll be okay. Man, oh okay. man. Wow, I'm yeah. gonna have to check that out. Um, you do go at, at the very least go over and like his Facebook page. Um it, did, it's did you post something somewhere with a link to it, like in the Discord? If you guys uh, yeah, are on the Discord, the Discord, check Discord. it out. I post I posted it in the Discord. <laughs> okay. Thinking of Discord, uh, here you go, guys. Go visit us in the Discord. Bam. Bam. Discord. <laughs> yeah, so I was super excited. Um, I got my models, I got them put together. I don't even have all of them put together. I mean, mm. I, I've still got quite a few that I haven't put together. Um, and I was like, let me let me just go, let me go back to the store. Let me, let me go. So wait till you, you just gonna I'm just gonna have to be a surprise. And you know what? I'm a sucker for dragons. So if they got dragons in there, I don't know if he has any dragons. Ron, what did Ron say here? Have most of the sets he's selling, and I don't know how he sells them that cheap. Wow. I, I don't know, man. Well, I, I know, know what I'm doing as soon as we're done with this. And like I was saying, what I was doing before. I ain't gonna be looking at comic books, <laughs> right? Right. War chest creations. Go check them out, man. Oh man. Right. Come on now. Come on. Well, all right. All right. Shall we shall get we... into the shenanigans? I, I'm sure uh, Clem is getting a little antsy. <laughs> he, he probably is. You know, he that's how he is. He gets a little antsy like that. So, what we're gonna talk about tonight, guys, is we're gonna talk about should you play just one game now i don't think we're going to come to any kind of conclusion with this kind of question but it's kind of a subjective question you know but there are some good points to think about in this kind of a question and in your wargaming hobby and you know some people play one game to get good at it and others play a a whole buffet of games right. you know that can be hard to keep track of but you have fun with both of them so, like I said, it's subjective, and we're just going to look at some of the points because I think they're good things to think about uh, in the uh, wargaming hobby. And I think let's kick it off with why just one game? Um, I mean, one of the first things that comes up in my head is main reason you would play just one game is maybe you really want to get good at it, you know, so you can play it in the competitive world. You know, you want to go to tournaments. Uh, you know, win big prizes or, you know, minis or whatever, just one game to rule them all. Yeah. A nice big ribbon or mine's too far away, but maybe a big medal, you know, get some, some bragging rights. Depticon medal. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I it's mean, not it's, my, it's not mine, but you know, some people do that, you know, I, I mean, it does take lots of practice. Um, yeah. you know, you got to know the rules backwards and forwards and, um, and I think also some away from the competitive, I think if you really, really love a game, like, I don't know, somebody and twisted, uh, <laughs> you know, it's okay to just play that one game. I, sure. how many years did I play just wild West Exodus, yeah. you know, and that was it. So well, I think some of them too, in that one. And I, I see like Ron said, cost, um, there's also games like 40, one game, Clem. You, there's also games like 40k where really it's such an investment time money yeah cost. all of it that right that you you really don't 
you can't play any other games. Um, but but I think there's some there's a there's with the cost part of it there's some value in the in that too because like you said you learn how to play the game but it's like you're not trying to convince people every two months of a new game and a new game and a new game and a new game you know you you kind of you kind of get that regularly uh, you get that regular schedule people know what to expect so so there's some value in that too. Uh, on something. <laughs> well, I am only drinking water and not coffee. Yeah, so it, it is a little weird, Alder, to think of that here, but I thought right. it was a really good question to think about. And um, I mean, on, on the, the topic of cost, you know, for some gamers, money is tight. Um, right. And, you know, that's all they can afford is just that one game, whether it's money, time, um, even room. Maybe they, they don't have the space for uh, your big army games where you have the big right. regiments or you have a ton of uh, terrain that, you know, that's where you would look at, um, you know, it's easier to be condensed playing one sure. game. And, um, and the skirmish games, like you said, space-wise too. Yeah. Um, so we got a couple of good points up here what that I, I think I'll throw up there. So Clem says, play a game until you tire of the lore. Yeah, that, that's pretty good. And I, I think that's one of the things that um, 40K really has done a good job. That's a big word. Right. The lore is so, so much that you can you can just immerse yourself in it over and over again. And not I mean, because if it's your jam, there's so much to it. I almost think of it like a it's a lifestyle game. Right. And you think of magic yeah. players or. Um, even like the old hero clicks, you know, it becomes a lifestyle yes. game that that's what your whole focus is yep. because you just have a lot of fun doing it. Yes. Uh, Mike had a good one too. Mental bandwidth, how much you can, how much you can process. Oh how yeah. Much you can get in there. Uh, yeah. Cause you, you can't be playing Starfleet battles, battle tech and every game like that. Your brain will explode. It'll melt. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and Jim makes it a good point too. finding players, uh for, for one each, for for each, each game but yeah. the, but the, but see there's a flip side of that too so you have to find players for all these multiple games some of them really niche but the flip side of that is you have lots of games to appeal to lots of different players yeah so That's the flip side definitely yeah um, um Ron like says, go ahead was <laughs> Ron say Battletech has a ton of lore as well yeah that's very true I love the Battletech lore always have I was going to comment on Alan's here. One game, a day. <laughs> See, but Alan cheats. Alan cheats. He has a store. He has a game store. Yeah. So he brings it, he brings it in, and he's like, hey, you know, come over here and play this. because He can put a calendar on the wall yeah. that says this day. Yeah. Da, 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 da. Yeah, people coming in all the time. <laughs> and actually, you know what? Todd said something that I, I don't think that I really thought about with Wild West Exodus for me. Why he left was the lore got stale. I don't think it ever occurred to me that that might be part of the problem that I had too. Even though they changed it, it went from, I don't know, it went from appealing to just sort of cookie cutter sci-fi yeah. 
superimposed yeah. onto cowboys. And I'll, uh, and see that kind in that kind of example, I see the flip side of you playing a bunch of different games. You have variety that yeah. say a new edition comes out and you just don't like the rules. Something doesn't jive with the new edition. Well, you have, you know, if you were only playing that one game, it's just like, okay, what do I do now? I, I don't like this game. Right. So you got to hunt for something. Whereas if you played a bunch of other ones, it's like, well, you had like two or three other backup ones that you can go to, you know, right. with your buddies. Right. And, and, and well, like a prime example of what I'm doing with my group of guys, you know, I, I've only got a few guys uh, that, that play where I'm at because unlike Alan, I can't do a game a day cause I don't have a store, <laughs> but um, we're in, we're doing a Necromunda campaign right now. And I'm going to see if the guys, I already, one of them already is, he already ordered models. So he's hooked. Yeah, I'm going to see yeah. about transitioning into Mordheim, a Mordheim campaign, because even though both of the games are quote unquote dead from specialist games, there's websites for both of them that uh have basically kept the game alive so yeah yeah so oh, we have another topic here uh talking point for why play just one game and i thought of okay you're just starting out in the wargaming hobby now it's basically it's what your friends are playing or maybe guys down at the gaming store or in the clubs and and Alan's. <laughs> and the good thing about that is just starting out, it lets you focus, you know, just on uh, that one game so you don't get overwhelmed. Oh, we're yeah. playing five games. I'm just starting out. Like we mentioned, how do you keep that, you know, your head from exploding? Right. So it, and that would be one good reason, right? And there. I'm kind of guilty of doing that to, to folks because I think once you've, um, <laughs> I just saw that too. I, it broke my train of thought. Clem's comment just broke my train of thought. Whatever you derailed us, Clem, pushing that week. Um, uh, but I'm I'm guilty of that. So uh, because I like so many games, I will sometimes overwhelm the guys around me because it's like the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. So I kind of took it a step back with the whole Necromunda thing. I was yeah. like, okay, nobody even has to buy anything because except for minis because we're playing the 95 edition and you can go to the Yak Tribe website and you can download absolutely everything that yeah, has ever been in accessible. Game War, Necromunda magazine or the books, um, fan base stuff, right? Everything's super accessible. Um, so I'm, I'm trying to pull the reins in on myself there so that the guys that I do have will play regularly. You know, we'll yeah, probably yeah. do a 20 game campaign or something, something like that. So. All right. And then uh, I think the last, the last one I thought of for playing one game is you just don't like the other genres out there. Maybe you don't like sci-fi. Maybe you don't like right. fantasy or, you know, it, it, it's you okay to be like that. And, you know, be happy just to stick to your weird west or steampunk sure. game twisted <laughs> i gave us both a dig on that one um and that's fine there's nothing wrong with that uh that's just that's your jam um yeah. our friend brian you know i don't ever really hear him talk about other games other than wild west exodus i know right. he gets them but i don't know if he really actually plays them right right i think he did a little dystopian wars uh yeah. Uh, oh, Ron makes a really good point. That's very true, Ron. 
Uh, there's a lot of guys that just play World War II games. I know. Um, yeah, historicals. Like, yeah, the Flames of War guys, the Bolt mm-hmm. Action guys. Those are large, large groups of gamers that, um, I mean, they have a Flames of War and Bolt Action tournament every year at Siege of Augusta when we, when we go. And That's always the same I, guys. Well, no, they have new players. They do oh, have okay. New they players, are getting new players. They yeah. are always um, a very – you can tell that both of those groups are having a lot of fun. And they're those guys that are – I'm sure they're not all one-game committed, but they're very one-game committed, if that makes sense. They're very committed to that one. Yeah, uh, yeah. Maybe not anything else, but – and Alder makes a good point that, that Todd said – too is multiple games within that setting uh todd uh todd made two mentions of that that gw does that his exact words the big ape is huge for a reason all their <laughs> all their games use the same lore yeah it so doesn't it's easier matter. to jump into them right it doesn't matter what scale of the game whether it was uh battle uh, the perfect example battlefleet gothic necromunda gorka morka warhammer 40k epic even though some of those are old games those 30K. were all in the well yeah 30k those okay that wasn't in the 40k universe but <laughs> but it was really close but but those were all the same lore you know what i mean and you can yeah. get those those interlocking pieces really really build a powerful powerful story yeah yeah uh hopefully it's not their personal era but uh, yeah, yeah, you, you know, it's some players know what they like, and yeah. that's they're happy with that. Hey, I agree. If I'm gonna play a, a flying game, historical, I'm playing World War One. You know, same thing. I, that's because that's the era that I like better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, how about we go to the flip side real quick? Because I figure we can't just look at play one game because most of us here don't play just one game um why play many games now we kind of mentioned a lot of this we'll probably breeze through this uh diversifying you know variety is the spice of life your portfolio right that's right that's (laughs) right so example so you know if you only know one game and you're going to the shop and you're you know you're basically teaching one game, eventually you run out of people to show it to, um, you know, your buddies or just strangers that come by. So it kind of gets hard to, you know, push that one game. And some people may just not be feeling that game. So if right. you have a variety of these games that you're into, well, you can show them all kinds of different stuff. Um, it's funny how like what we do up, here. <laughs> it's funny how games end up regional. Isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I don't know what the, there's, I don't, I doubt that there's any kind of explanation for it, but you might go to, to one, if you're in a certain state, you might go to mm-hmm. one section in the upstate and the drowned earth is huge. And you come to the lower part of the state and it's people say, what's that game and have yeah. no interest in the game at all. So it's very, it's, it's very interesting how, how that comes across. You know what I mean? It's yeah. Just, I mean, it me as odd. I always look at it as just personally. Someday you may feel like a sci-fi game. The next day you may feel yeah. like a fantasy. And going beyond just playing the game, let's talk about painting. You know, sometimes you don't want to spend hours and hours painting the same regiment of 
zombies, you know, yes. and it, you know, sometimes you want to paint knights. So, you know, skirmish games are great for that. They make it a lot easier to jump around with, yeah. you know, what you're painting. Cause it, you know, it's fun to change it up. Yes. I, mean, I remember back in the day painting zombies and it's like, okay, oh. this guy's boots are going to be Brown. This guy's boots are going to be, you know, yeah. it kind of gets monotonous. So more um, than anything, I think that's what uh, pushed me more out of 40 K is I just got tired of batch painting models. Yeah. You know, yeah, became, you don't want to paint those large core. Uh, skeletons and then some more yeah. skeletons, you know, yeah. it really became a chore for me. So uh, <laughs> Todd makes a good point. Uh, when you're introducing a game, it depends on how charismatic your game champion is as to yeah. whether or not you can sell it. It does. That's, that's very true. Yep. Yep. Uh, so choices and flexibility, we touched on this a little bit already, you know, um, and I mentioned about the new edition of your one game comes out. You don't like it. Yeah, uh, you have something else to fall back on and play. Um, in well, you know, I, another thing too is is building terrain. Yeah, because right? I like to build every kind of terrain. I don't care if it's post-apocalyptic fantasy, sci-fi. I like to build all of it. So, site and you usually can use it in other games. Eventually, it kind yeah, of bleeds some over. Of it, some of it, and I think that's what can kind of draw you into other games because there is some yeah. um, your modern games your zombie games, your, your urban manhunt, um, anything that has a modern feel to it. You can use a lot of the same terrain, yep, uh, yep. but it's, it's fun to build all of that extra stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I did mention, you know, you're not stuck playing the same old, same old, uh, you got, you know, it's important from playing with buddies that maybe you bring something different to the table, sure. you know, uh, keeps people engaged and interested. And, Let's see what else do I have. Ample stuff to use in multiple games. We just mentioned that, uh, especially nowadays with so many mini agnostic games. Yep, yep. In the skirmish, uh, yep. you know, you can use the same minis in a lot of those other games, sure. which is great. Um, and that kind of we're talking about cost. Well, that kind of helps with cost in a way. Yes. Well, I mean, <laughs> if you're <laughs> not it, us. Does it really? I mean, isn't that sort of, aren't we just really playing around with the numbers there? Because, well, I didn't have to buy miniatures for this new game because it's miniatures agnostic, but I did have to buy 50 more miniatures from insert your well, favorite. That, I think that's because so that I could play this we're, game. We're kind of a little bit junkies and you got to have more plastic, more resin yeah on that junkie note don't forget to check out war chest <laughs> <laughs> good plug good plug <laughs> thank you thank you i have really like the models man i really like them and the but timing. i think um you know when we talk about multiple games one of the things i think of is i and actually i think of you with this some people just like reading rules you're yes. one of these people you like uh, reading different systems to see how uh, they compare to each other, you know, see what works, what doesn't work. And then you start thinking, oh, maybe if I took this rule and that rule. And before you know it, you're making your own house rules. That's a lot of fun. The, and the stories, because anymore. Yep. Um, well, not anymore. I mean, everybody's always included some sidebar fluff. Sometimes I'll flip through a rule book. I won't even read the rules. I just read the, the sidebar <laughs> fluff. You know what I mean? Um, and then other books. Uh, take, for instance, the Drowned Earth 
hardcover rule book. If you want a game that's going to lay out a whole lot of fluff for you, that book is loaded, loaded, yeah. fantastic. Yeah. And on a side note, you can go search The Drowned Earth on Podbean, and you can get most of that lore <laughs> yeah, in audio stories on our Podbean. I think we read all of them, didn't we? We went through um, that whole book, I think. I read at least 80% of the fluff uh, into audio stories. So, yeah, there's a lot of it in there. Yeah, like Clem says, the hardcover first edition of yep. Wild West Exodus. I remember first time reading that. That was my nightly read was let's yep. read this chapter. I think I have two or three of them because I had my original hardcover. And then when War Cradle picked them up, everybody started selling their books for eight bucks. Yeah. And since I was on the beta test team and I already knew, kind of knew it was coming, I was like, I don't really like the new rules. So. So I'm going to go ahead and snatch up a couple of these. Alan's saying, check out Black Powder Red Earth 28. It's based on graphic novels. So uh, they're basically taking a story that's already out there and kind of expanding on it in the yep. game form. That's 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 another cool thing about yep. uh, playing multiple games. You discover these new worlds, right? Yep, new all kinds of new stuff. And I really think and I know we've we've harped on this for a long time and I think it all goes back to the we we ultimately end up hitting on it at some point no matter what topic we pick. And there's a very common thread and it's lore. Yeah. It it, it shows up all the time. There's always story, story even for the competitive say like your 40k competitive 40k players. Okay. Those are some seriously competitive guys, the competitive yeah. players, right? They're, I mean, they're good at, at putting together lists and playing the game. But something had to draw them and keep them. And it's just that I like how Todd put it. It's the big ape, that, <laughs> that, that lore. It's just it's so massive and there's so much to it and it's so deep. You know, that that's what I think that's what I think that I really think. More than anything else, that's what keeps people because over the past 20 years, Games Workshop, I think, has proven that they are really not a rules-writing company. Uh, I think that's a fair assessment. that They're not really a rules-writing company, but, man, can they pump out some lore and miniatures. Yeah, they tell a I story. Mean, they, they sure can, and good minis, you yeah. know, that's I don't. I don't hate GW. They got good stuff, man. <laughs> I'm not. A, I am not a hater. I just don't. I just don't play any other new stuff. Well, um, which is better? So we said this in the beginning a little bit. Oh, and... wait, you're making them answer. I'm logging out so nobody gets mad. Oh, well, <laughs> I mean, that's. I think this. Like I said, we're not going to solve this question. This is up to each hobbyist personally and what works for them. Um, you know, it's one of those, if you're feeling overwhelmed, like you got too much, too many games, well, basically dial it back, you know, to where you just have maybe a core three games you play in three different genres. Nobody uh, in this group can do that. Yeah. Or, you know, maybe you just love one type and you want to make it right. a lifestyle oh, game, you know, uh, I sometimes go for wish it. I could be a one game person. Yeah. You know, you go through spurts kind of, maybe you play one game for a couple months and then it's like, okay, I'm ready for a switch up. You know, I need yeah. something fresh and new and different to explore. So, um, 
Well, but, I will I will say this. I'm glad that uh, our group has got our, our Necromunda campaign started. It's been a long time since I've had a series of games that we can put together. So I'm good. I'm, yeah. I'm good. <laughs> Older. Wrong group to ask that question. We're, yeah, we're I think so. But I, I thought it was some good thinking points, you know, to think about uh, when you're looking at games, whether you want to, you know, concentrate on one for you know, any ex- extended time, or you just want to do what we do and a little bit of here and a little bit of there. Yeah. And yeah, all you can new, eat, right? New, t- <laughs> new t-shirt, Indie Invasion, the gaming buffet. Yep. Yep. And then in the back, I'll put all you can eat. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Alan says, I only play one game at a time on one table. See, but you have a game store. You could literally stand he, between two tables. Yeah, he could just one do game circles. On one table and one on another and just turn around. Yep. Cheater. It's a cheater. All right. Um, I think it's your turn to take us out, it, sir. It is I, my I turn. Believe, I do believe it is. Well, guys, that is it for Indie Invasion Shorts. 30 minutes, fastest 30 minutes, and uh gaming uh but thanks for tuning in invaders if you're new to the show or just want some more content you can find more audio content on all the podcast platforms preferably podbean because we have i think everything over there um for your listening pleasure and we got video check out us on youtube you can see a bunch of stuff there on our channel like unboxings impressions of first games and uh Hey, make sure you visit us on the social platforms like Facebook, Instagram, and our favorite Discord. Go go join in on Discord. You can participate in the community. Show us what you guys are working on. It's a pretty cool place. Uh, we have all these links to these places in our show notes or, you know, uh, any of our videos. I put them in everything. So, um, And if you like what we're doing, you want to support us, uh, please visit us on Patreon slash Indie Invasion. We'd appreciate it. Um, but the best thing you can do is visit us on Redbubble. We got some merch out there for you. If you need some coffee mugs, hats, or shirts, or maybe even some hoodies, it's starting to get chilly. Fall is right around no, the corner, no, right? It, it's not. No, it's not. It's starting <laughs> to get chilly where you live. It's not starting to get chilly here. Uh, anyway, if you want some winter gear, we got that stuff. We got comforters. Ooh, <laughs> so I wonder you can if they have snuggle up. I haven't looked to see if they have beanies. If they have beanies, I need one because they might. You know, I, I got I, nothing I'm to not keep sure. this warm in the wintertime when the doors and the top are off the Jeep. They did just put on, uh, uh, what do they call them? The fishing hats. So you oh, get a fishing hats? hat. Yeah. Okay. So check that out, guys, if you want some merch. But uh, that's all we got for you this week. Um, until next time, guys, prepare for the invasion. <laughs>